0: Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy, it's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Hey, what's up, John Sonmez here from SimpleProgrammer.com. So I got a question here on the YouTube or the. Facebook group, the Simple Programmer Facebook group. It's a sort of invite-only thing, a little secret uh, to get in there. The only way to get in there right now is through the Patreon page. You can check it out here. I don't advertise it very much just because I'm eventually going to create a better way to get in there, but right now if you want to get in there, there you can join about—I think there's about 200 members that are in there that are all helping each other with their careers, really good group of, of people. Eventually, I'll open this up. I need to just figure out how to scale this up so that we can, we can get that many People in, but but yeah, but I get some good questions and some good discussions in there, and I pop in there sometimes and and leave some comments and do some videos and stuff like that. So let me let me. Tell you about this question, which is a good one about, about jobs here. And this comes from, I'm just gonna say the first name, Robert, who's he's an awesome guy. I love this guy. And he says, just looking for people's opinions here, I've got an offer to work at a 1099 contract shop. The calculations I've done with the hourly rate and my salary plus benefits puts the 1099 ahead by a small amount, five to eight uh, percent. One thing is in this situation that's not normal is the company I work for does not provide insurance. So I need to go through my state's exchange. I'm pretty versed on the income tax tax deductions I can make, just looking for some thoughts to put into my analysis. So Obviously, this video is going to be a little bit US-centric. I'm going to point to a chapter in my book. I've got a chapter in my book on contract versus salary. This is my new book called The Complete Software Developer's Career Guide. You can definitely check it out here and make sure that you do of course, but I've got got something in here that gives you a way to calculate this and, and how to negotiate your salary, but especially on how to calculate the contract versus salary rate and to do a comparison. Now, in there, I don't cover the 1099 thing, so just so you know, what is 1099? Well, 1099 means you're a totally independent contractor. It means that this would be in the U.S. at least— the as, as different from a W 2, which could be an employee or a contractor, where you're getting paid some kind of salary or you're being paid as an employee, could be even an hourly rate. But as a 1099, it's like it's also considered a corp to corp billing. You're basically like a vendor that's being paid and you're responsible for your own self employment tax and insurance and everything. It, they're just paying you almost as a vendor. This is sort of like freelancing here. So but in the book, in the chapter, I tell you basically what I'm going to tell you here, and I show you how to do this, which is that what you want to do in this situation is you want to calculate down to the hourly rate, the effective hourly rate. So whenever you're comparing jobs, what you want to do is you want to compare not just the salaries not just what you're getting paid and not just you know the, the easy way to do this is just to say okay I have a salary job for $80,000 a year and I've got this hourly rate job for x dollars per hour let me multiply that times 40 times 52 and that and compare those and that that's not a good way to compare it what you want to do is you want to compare everything with an effective hourly rate because everything just boils down to money right in the end that's what it it comes down to because you can buy benefits on your own right so there's really not I mean, just when you're looking at the numerical standpoint, right? There's there's other factors, obviously. Work environment is really important, and responsibility and things like that. But if you're just looking at the numbers, here's what you do. So for a salary, what you want to do is you take your salary, okay? You take any bonuses you're going to get. You figure out if they what benefits like 401k. Are they providing health insurance? And the way that you figure out how, the value of that is you figure out what it would cost you to get that same health insurance on your own, okay? Or well, not the same, but what you want or what kind of health insurance that you would buy because you can't add value to something that you wouldn't pay for. Does that make sense? Right? So what I mean by that is that like if they're offering you insurance that would be worth $2,000 a month, and you would only buy for yourself $700 a month insurance. If you wouldn't pay the extra $1,300 when you're buying it for yourself, then don't count that as a benefit. Only count it as $700, whatever you would pay, okay? So you wanna calculate all that stuff, add that up versus how many hours you work in a week and minus how many days of vacation that you have, and then divide that out. Right, for the number of hours, and then you can figure out what your effective hourly rate is. So, essentially, what you'll be doing is you're taking all your salary. What's up, guys? John Sanvas here from simpleprogrammer.com, and I want to tell you about my free blogging course that you can sign up for at simpleprogrammer.com forward slash. plus all the benefits and the value of those benefits and dividing it by the total number of hours that you expect to work in a year and that's your effective hourly rate. This can make a huge difference between a job where you're probably going to work 60 hours a week versus one where you're going to be working 35 hours a week, honestly. so That's a really good comparison to make, but you can also compare this against a contract job as well. So If you got a 1099 position, for example, then you run the same calculation. You, you start with what your— Total compensation is expected to be, which you can add that up by multiplying what your hourly rate is on the contract versus how many hours that you expect to work per week. Now it's a plus, right? Because you're getting paid by the hour. And then adding in any kind of bonuses if there are any benefits. There's usually not benefits for a 1099, but you want to subtract out your costs, right? Not healthcare in this case, because we were calling that a benefit before. So you, you'd have to you'd have to not call it benefit on the other side if you Wanted to balance that out, but to make it as even as possible, right? You wouldn't be subtracting out. Healthcare in this case, if you're adding it to a a salary job, if that makes sense. Okay, and then do you have, like in the US, are you gonna pay self employment tax on some of that income, right? You're gonna pay payroll taxes and things like that, Uh, unemployment insurance, you're gonna have to cover yourself, right? So you're gonna have to take all those numbers and you can figure out what those are, and then you can put that in, and then you can figure out what your effective hourly rate is and figure out which is a better deal there. Now, just to look at the 1099 position, I've worked as a 1099 a lot. the things like I said that you want to consider here is going to be that you're not going to get any benefits at all and no vacation. So whatever hours you work is what hours you work. So that's again, if you're doing what I said where you're comparing the jobs, again, I have it in this book. There's a chapter in here that tells you exactly how to do that. What I just explained here and has some examples. But if you're if you're doing it like that, you're gonna have an apples to apples comparison on the hourly rate, and you're gonna know from that perspective. But you might not know that a 1099 is gonna involve some additional fees, right? It, it's not just like, you know, if you get a 1099 at 100 bucks an hour, you're like, oh, wow, I'm making a, a bank. But then you realize that, hey, you've got overhead there. You've gotta pay payroll taxes, unemployment insurance, right? You probably have some self employment tax that's gonna be added onto there. But the thing I wouldn't consider is, at least very strongly, is the whole health insurance thing because that, that you can equalize out in the numbers, right? As far as getting your own insurance, you know, if you are 10.99, I do have my advice for you, which is I think 10.99 makes a lot of sense, especially if you're going to work a lot of hours and especially if you can get an overtime rate and you're you're the kind of person that can handle you know giving yourself vacation and and creating your own benefit, but. You know you, you want to definitely do that comparison. you want to make sure that you compare from one to the other and uh, yeah, you know the, the, just run through all the numbers and all the scenarios here, and like I said, for ten ninety nine you need to know all of your costs that's where a lot of people misstep is they don't know what their costs are right they they don't realize that as a ten ninety nine that they are not going to have vacation that they are not going to have the employer paying the self employment tax and the unemployment insurance that they're the employer in that case and they're gonna have to pay for those things. So there's a lot of things to consider in that case. But ultimately, in my opinion, it comes down to numbers and you just have to have a good way of making it. Of boiling it down to effective hourly rate, and when you do that, then you'll have an apple-to-apple comparison. And and you you can't do this in your head. I'm I'm telling you, you got to put this on paper, do this in a spreadsheet, because I have seen scenarios where there's job a job that looks like this is obviously a, a higher paying job, and it's a you know it's a contract job and it's like you know 75 bucks an hour, but then there's this full time job that's like ninety thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars a year. And when you add up the benefits on the other side, and you add up the amount of hours and you divide that out and you figure out the effective hourly rate, it turns out that they're they're the same. Or the salary position is better, especially when you include things like bonuses in there. Or if you're doing 401k matching and that means something to you, you can check out my video why I think 401k is bullshit on retirement, on retiring early. But you know, you don't have to have that opinion. It's totally cool. I know most accountants and 99% of America disagrees with me about 401k. That's cool. But you know what? I'm retired or not. Ha, ha, ha. All right, <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, I gotta find a remote so I can turn off this video. If you haven't subscribed already, definitely click that subscribe button and click the bell to make sure you don't miss any videos. I'll talk to you next time. And if you have any questions about this, by the way, leave leave it below. And definitely make sure you check out the complete software developer's career guide. I've got a ton of advice in there. And at the very worst, you can smash someone with this 800-page book. All right, I'll talk to you next time. Take care.